Hey, welcome everyone to the Reflex Blue Show. I'm your host, Donovan Beer, and with Gary Kopervoss. Gary, how are you doing? Wow, I'm doing great, Donovan. It's been, I can't believe it's been a whole year since we uh, last chatted. Uh, it's the first evening of the event, and we're here in the exhibit hall. Things are starting to come together. Oh, it's going to get very crazy here in about five minutes. They're going to open those doors, and it's going to go nuts. Yeah, can I introduce Emily? Yeah, Emily, I think, I think... I think we're going to actually podcast. I mean, that show will probably come out months from now. But, but Emily, nice to meet you ahead. Hello, nice to meet you too. Yeah. So, so uh, are you excited, Donovan? I am. I am. And in the exhibit hall, you've you've got. A, are you are you running the banner here, or Emily is, or what's going what's going on with this thing? Well, Emily and I are part of a lot of the sessions over the over the course of the event and pulling out like key takeaways and visual ideas from the sessions and we're going to put them up on that poster so people who were in the sessions could look at it and go I remember that or people who hadn't gone to the session going well what a cool idea and, and you say poster but I mean this thing's got to be like six by 12 foot yeah it's big it's probably more like eight by 15 feet it is massive and it's quite an undertaking to fill that space in three days <laughs> we're anticipating a, a, a quite a wave of uh, carpal tunnel for the both of us, but uh, we're up for it. Are you guys doing this just the two of you or are other people gonna be involved? It's just us, there is a crowd mural which has three question prompts and they're free to draw on that one, but they're not allowed to touch ours. <laughs> oh man, so you guys, you, you're not joking with the carpal tunnel, it's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy. Now, fortunately, we have a couple days to play with it, and when inspiration strikes, we can go to the wall and draw. So it's not as if it's continuous, where it's kind of the wear and tear. And we're, pre we're pretty excited about the stuff we're hearing. So we're keeping it simple, keeping it fun and visual, so people can pass by and go, wow, what a cool thing, take a picture, stand in front of it, or do whatever. But also, that other board is where people are invited to share their ideas. So in the, in the hall here, opportunities to see creative things that were done by others, but also jump in and do some things themselves. Well, hopefully we'll be able to swing by before the end of the uh, the three days and see the progress and see if your hands are still holding up or whatever is happening. how many Sharpies we've gone through. <laughs> how many Sharpies did you bring for this venture? We actually brought zero, but they provided a huge box. There's probably 40 in there, so we'll see how many we actually use. Plan to run through all of them because the minute one gets a little dry, or we, we're going to a fresh one. We love juicy Sharpies, so we will use them all. All right, well, we'll check in with you later. Thanks, thanks very much. Thanks, Tom. All right, the doors have opened. This place is starting to get crazy, and I've got with me longtime Howies, Darcy Heinrichs and Calvin Ng. Darcy, how are you doing? Good, good. Calvin? Wonderful, excited. What what was the what was your big takeaway? Like what was the thing you you were happiest to see today? Was there something that like blew you away, or or is it just the anticipation of the entire event? You know, I've been kind of suffering from a little bit of burnout, and so I needed to come back to how to kind of get that refresher. I felt like Stephen Gates' session this morning, his keynote, really kicked it off really really well. Kind of just hit home. I felt it here. <laughs> my heart <laughs> Jada I don't know her last name she was I mean there's so many people here you can't and, and you just meet them you see their work but if you take something away that's that's amazing yeah yeah and she talked about like you know not keeping yourselves in that checkbox like not letting those checkboxes define who you are as a designer as a creative and and just kind of freeing yourself from that all right and Calvin what about you 
You know what really excites me is when I meet other Howies that get really excited about meeting other people. And I think because, you know, this conference is so special because it's all about community. They, you know, the, the sessions is a, is a icing on a cake for me. You know, so it's, it's just wonderful to see a lot of designers excited about being with other designers. And, and what, do, what, are you, what are you guys most looking forward to? Is the, is the events, I mean, I mean, it is kind of a third over, but it also feels like it just kicked off. Oh, sorry, what's that? What, I mean, what, what are you looking forward to for the rest of the time here? I'm looking forward to just connecting with other Howies, you know, and um, uh, I really don't know where next year's conference is going to be, but I'm <laughs> looking forward to next year. I, I mean, me, I, I as well. I, and I, have, I don't have any inside scoop on, on location or anything. I remember the day when the location was like a big secret. You didn't find out until the end of the conference. Oh, the closing party. They used to drop it then and make it, yeah. Yeah, it used to be like a big deal. It was part of the excitement. So you were like, where's it going to be next year? Well, maybe they're doing that again. I don't know. I haven't heard. I have no inside scoop on anything. Of course, this is all going to go live after it's all over, so who knows? Yeah, you know, going to a new city is part of the fun of going to Howe. At least it was in the past. Like, what new city do we get to go visit and explore? You know, not just going to Howe conference to learn, be around designers, but getting to take in the city and its culture. You know, visiting here in Nashville, going, you know, visiting... Music City, you know, you got the Ryman and Grand Ole Opry here, all kinds of cool things. I mean, in this convention center, feels like a city among itself. Like this is crazy. So, all right, well, it's like Vegas here. I think that's the closest I've I've heard that made sense. Well, either way, Calvin, Darcy, it's good to see you, and hopefully we'll catch up with you later. Yeah, you too. Take care. Bye. Hey, I have with me David Baker. David, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. And, and what, what, what were you speaking? Now, are you speaking today, tomorrow? I've just finished speaking. You obviously weren't there. I was, I've been podcasting. I, miss, I, I catch about one or two things a day, but the podcasting is most of my time. So. Yes, I just finished speaking. What is, you, you give advice to other designers and help with their, their businesses, is that right? I help them run their businesses better. I think I saw you, I think I actually saw your talk in Chicago a number of years ago at Howe. Are you the one that said you should care as much as your client? Right. I said that uh, again today. Okay, and I still quote that. See, I've been to your talk, and you said if your client cares as like your client cares a six, you care a six. That's right. Yeah. And the other thing I remember that that I, I still quote quite a bit is talking about making it so you're hard to replace because you're only worth as much as it is to get rid of you. That's right. That's right. Make it very difficult to, for them to find a replacement. And how is it that you advise like a designer to do that to the to their client? I suggest that they buy the business of expertise and read it to figure out how to position themselves vertically or horizontally. Where where do people go? Where do do you, do you have a website you point them to, or do you just throw them on Amazon? I mean, what's what's your preferred method to to go get your book? Well, probably just sign up for the free weekly emails, and then they can decide if it's worth buying the book. But go to davidcbaker.com. Davidcbaker.com. And are you able to catch anything at this conference, or are you just... I'm just here speaking. That's right. That's all right. See? You're blaming me. Blaming me. <laughs> I guess the only the only speaker to see is David, and, and you know, I mean, you, you'll catch... 
But I, I will say I did see your talk a few years ago, and you're one of the ones I still quote. So. Well, thank you. All right. Well, thank you very much. And this is quite the event. They, I mean, they opened up the floodgates here, and it's it's a packed house. Yeah, there's like more than a thousand people here. It's great. Yeah, it's it's good. I think they said it's quite a bit larger than it was last year. It's I assume they're happy with that, but we'll find out. Yeah, yeah, double what last year apparently. But I don't know all the details. I don't either. I and even if I did, I would forget them. So I mean, we're we're creatives, not numbers people. Or are you a numbers person? I am not. No. What was what was the takeaway you wanted people to get from your talk today? By the way, to be way more relevant to a small group of people, so that in the process they'd be irrelevant to a large group of people through positioning. Oh, I like that. So, and then because I mean, as creatives, we always feel like we need to be wanted. But you're saying like, just don't care about a big chunk. Right. Just like the girls in high school. Remember that? That's maybe I maybe I needed your advice for many years. <laughs> All right, well, David, thank you very much for your time, and hopefully we'll catch up with thank you again. You. Thank you. You know, it's never a conference until you run into Justin Aarons, and, and we ran into him. Hey, well, hold on a second. Are you still doing this show? I mean, I'm still doing it. Whether or not you're listening to it, I don't know. No, I mean, I, I, I don't listen to it. No, I'm kidding. Of course I listen to it. It's good to see you. Likewise. Justin, what do you, how, how, uh, how you've got a couple podcasts now. You you're still doing the design of, and you still, got the and you yeah. got the creative show. Still doing the design of, doing the creative shit show. I get to be a guest on your show whenever we accidentally bump into each other, which I'm grateful for. And isn't it awesome to be back at How? The energy feels fantastic. And by the way, you look really handsome tonight. Well, I, I dress for you, but oh. and I appreciate that. Oh, okay. Hold on a second. And we got Bill Gardner here too. Bill, Bill what's up? Oh, I thought this was video. I guess I, I shouldn't be making... Is that why you were fondling me? No, I was... Okay. Yeah. You're yeah. still touching me. Yeah, I'm still touching you. Yeah, Je yeah. Jess and I are attached to the hip, and when I say that... Oh and there's God. a Moomaw. Oh, Stefan Moomaw. Stefan Moomaw as well, Stefan. How are you guys doing? And Stefan, he ran the uh, this morning, of course. No one else can do the icebreaker event like Stefan. His presence and his energy are unmatched. Ice of anybody here. Right. <laughs> the higher the better? The higher the better. That's correct, yeah. yeah. Lots of people could do that. I just happen to be the loudest and from the highest. These, these things that you mention are skills at that. Like, they're valuable. Yeah, I mean, you can be loud and ignorant too. And I think I pretty much proved that. Why did Bill Gardner just leave? I know. I thought that was me. Oh, no. I'm, speak, I'm speak, and speaking of, Bill Gardner's here. Bill Gardner, so we have to know, the, 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 all the listeners are yeah. pining to understand, are you giving your annual What's Up With Logo Trends talk magic tomorrow? I am. And the thing that I most want to know is who's actually introducing me. There's a little bit of a controversy if you're introducing me or if I'm introducing you. I think the real key is Stefan Mumau will stand in the back of the room and use his volume to introduce you over whoever is really introducing you. It's, it's true. And, and he has the most volume of anybody in this conference. So it's, yeah. Well, after Vaughn. Vaughn has no con Yeah, no. This is middle of the day. It's not night, Vaughn. It's middle of the day. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. In fact, Vaughn's probably sleepy right now. He's taking a nap. Yeah. All right, well, it is great to have Vaughn back at the conference, and hopefully we'll run into him shortly or eventually, but it's, it's, it's fun to have him back here as well. And thanks, bud. Thanks for doing this again. All right, we'll catch up with you later, Justin. Thanks, Bill. You got it. 
and, and Stefan, do you have another talk other than the icebreakers? Uh, that I did. I just got done doing it. It was on curiosity. And then after it was over, I sent everyone in the session out on a sort of urban adventure scavenger hunt for a small box that had keys in it that went to a larger box that's sitting over here in the resource center. And if they found that box and got those keys, they could have everything that was inside that box. And what is in that box? There was a whole bunch of toys. There was books from uh, speakers. And there was a big ticket to next year's conference. Has anyone opened this box as of now? It, it has been found. It has been opened. I just got done taking pictures with our winners. And they've already pocketed everything in the box. And have they taken the box itself as well? No, or? I told them to take the box and they wouldn't do it. So now I've got this dirty old box i got to figure out how to get home. Uh, good luck. Good luck. And or, or, yeah, I have no advice on that. Yeah. You know what? I might just give away the box and pretend like it's some sort of special gift. You might have to hide another set of keys just to get rid of the box. What if I locked it back up and said no one found it? Here, here's the box. And then they'll open it up themselves, you know, bang open the locks and find nothing inside. That might work. Well, we'll report back, see how it goes. All righty. Thanks, Donovan. And we're going to wrap up our day one podcast with none other than, I mean, just just standing here, Michael Beirut. Michael, how you doing? Donovan, I'm doing really good, Donovan. How are you? Good. And there are, I hear there's a number. You're not the only Pentagram partner here. Usually you see one or two of you at an event, but it's, it's a, a big deal this time. Well, if three is a big deal, that's what you're going to have. It'll, uh, it's me, Paula Scher, and Emily Oberman are going to be here tomorrow in a conversation with Debbie Millman on stage. So, I mean, but the big deal is Pentagram, and, and I know none of, none of the three of you were, were around when it started, but it's, you kept it going, and it is, it's achieved a milestone here. Yeah, it's uh, 50 years old as of, technically speaking, last year. We're just wrapping up our 50th year uh, this month, actually but it was founded back when I was in the ninth grade in 1972. I joined it in 1990, so I've been there what seems like forever, but it was actually going for oh, quite a while by the time I arrived. And, you know, I think that just like anything else, it's a uh, relay race, and uh, me and Paula and Emily inherited it from the five founders and the people they brought in, like Woody Pirtle and Kit Heinrichs and people like that, and we're in turn looking for new partners to pass it on to, and we've got great people who have joined since then. I started out as the youngest partner there, now I'm the oldest partner in the New York office. Yeah, I was going to ask, now are you the oldest partner of all of Pentagram or just the New York office? No, I'm the longest standing partner in the New York office by six months, Paula being second. Technically speaking, Michael Garricky was working at Pentagram before I was there, but he's appointed partner after me. And then in London, there's a guy named John Rushworth who is the longest serving partner. He started a couple years before me. Okay, so I mean, the partners there stay around a while. I've noticed. I mean, I know, I know. How many how many partners are there? I think back when I, I originally was introduced to the firm, you guys were like, like at eighteen, but I think it's grown a little bit. A little bit, yeah. But it sort of like tends to stay around two dozen or so. I think it's twenty three now. And the partners you stay a long time, or they leave right away. It's sort of like it's one of those things where. It's uh, one of those parties where if you're invited to it, you find out right away whether uh, <laughs> whether it's a good time. You look around the room, and if it ain't, you sort of like split pretty fast. But the people who have stayed tend to stay a long time. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you found enjoyment there and obviously have stuck around. Yeah, it's stuck around, and what's actually fun for me, and the reason that I don't think I've had, I've gotten restless, is because, you know, when I joined, 
you know, the, the original five partners who had founded it back in 72 were all still active. I was recruited by Woody Pirtle, who had joined in the late 80s. And it was a certain kind of firm then, and I was the youngest person there. And now, um, with each passing year, some of the uh, older ones retire and move on, some, and younger ones join. So it keeps changing all the time. And I sort of feel, we had a, we had a big reunion party uh, earlier in the year for people who had worked in the Pentagram office going back to the 80s. And so we had 300 former alums there. And I felt like, I, I said to Paula Cher, feel like a, uh, like a high school chemistry teacher who just been teaching the same class at a school for like decades and the younger students just keep going and you know, coming and going, coming, they, you know. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good analogy. I like that. Yeah. So sooner or later you have to retire. So we'll see. Uh, not quite yet though. So uh, we're still hanging in there. And I know, I know you guys have always run it where each partner kind of runs their own. I mean, it's, it's really like 24 agencies that kind of work together, which is, which I can see where some people don't like it and other people it works great. I, I mean, it's a it's a fun it's a fun model. How many total employees are there at Pentagram? Because we just hear, I know it's not just the 24 doing the work, and you guys have great people that have worked there that I've seen that oh, yeah, move on. Yeah, yeah, no, I I I think all of us are really proud not only of the quality of our fellow partners, but we're really proud of the quality of the people that have chosen to work with us for a while. I think a lot of them will join and realize they're not going to stay at Pentagram forever. They're gonna like get what they can out of it and move on and often they start their own firms and go out and do fantastic things, become formidable competitors of ours. So there's probably at any one time, you know, each of the teams will have anywhere from six to a dozen people working at them. And so it averages out once you add in some central services and admin. In New York, we've got about 110 people for 10 partners. London, there's probably about 90 or 100 or so. Then we've got a handful more in Berlin and Austin. So it comes to about 225, 250 or so when you add them all in. Okay. Well, what are you, what are you looking forward to at How other than your guys' talk? Are you seeing anything else? Or are you just happy to have the creative industry back together again? It's great to have the creative industry back together again. I sort of almost feel like I forgot how to do this. I, you know, this is definitely the biggest thing I've been to since the pandemic. I've been to a couple smaller things, but this is like the, uh, the quote unquote good old days. And I, I, mean, I wandered in, like we're, we're, right now we're recording this in the uh, midst of the big kind of networking squad, you know, swarm and people lining up for food, people lining up to get their books signed, people lining up for, uh, free swag and things like that and you know it's I, like I, I I was gonna take a picture of it and send it to uh, Paula and Emily and say I guess we're still doing this you know people said it would never come back but here it is it's yeah fun. I mean they did it last year and I thought I thought I knew it was a big drop but this one is like a, a step back I mean this is quite a bit bigger than last year's event yeah that's what I hear uh, and I think it'll take a while but there's like really no substitute for this you know there's no Zoom call big enough and no um, uh, kind of remote kind of... Person. I wouldn't want to be on this Zoom call. If no. this was a Zoom call, this would be no good. No good. No, no. Uh, it would definitely be ambient and probably something that people would be on mute and, uh, and you know, it would be uh, beset by disaster. This can't be a disaster. It's just fun. All right. Well, Michael, thank you so much for your time. And we'll be back tomorrow with more from uh, the How Design Live. Thanks, Donovan. 
The Reflex Blues Show with Donovan Beery is hosted at 36point.com. Music by Dust Lab.